There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 936. Um, I think we should just jump right into the community corkboard. Is we, that agreeable to you, Katie Levine? Yeah, we got two cool things. And what do they, we got? So they are both runs for charity. Okay. So the first one is the enormous elephant run that will be taking place in Griffith Park in LA, Saturday, March 10th. Uh, there's going to be a 5K run, a jog, a walk, and dogs and kids are more than welcome. It's going to be a fun, relaxed run, and all the money raised will be going to the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, which is one of my favorite charities. They help save uh, elephants and other mammals in Africa. I sponsor a little baby elephant called Malkia there. Wow. Th- yeah. I had no idea. You- That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. You have a baby elephant, technically. Well, they, they I mean, like... And anyone can sponsor. They have a bunch, and they send you updates. So they'll like send pictures of her and be like, "This is where she was today." And this is, is she what like she was holding doing. a note in her trunk that says, "Hi, Katie." Yeah, I wish it would make my life. Yeah, maybe, yeah, <laughs> uh, virtual runners are also welcome if you aren't able to make the actual race. And so, for more info or to register, visit enormouselephantrun.com. The second is the 5K to rebuild wine country on Sunday, March 11th at Napa Valley College. You can come run, walk, or jog, and after join in wine tasting in a family-friendly festival. Or if you don't want to race and you just want wine, you can do that too. And virtual runners are welcome if you don't live in the area or can't make the race and still want to help. All money raised uh, will benefit Habitat for Humanity of Sonoma County and will help rebuild homes and provide aid to those who lost their houses during the fires. For more information or to register, visit run to rebuild wine country.org hey the corkboard's got the runs this episode is duncan jones who is a pal of mine who is just the sweetest guy and such a great director he's great uh and he has a new movie out um called mute which is on netflix it is available now when we recorded the podcast, it was like a, like a day or two away from coming out. But now Mute is absolutely out. Uh, you should see it. Alexander Skarsgård is in it. Uh, it has a great, great, great cast. Uh, there's a lot of really great – Paul Rudd, yeah. Justin Thoreau. It's fantastic. But uh, Duncan's a great guy. And, uh, and I think this is his third time on the podcast. I think it was his second. Second? He wasn't on a third? I, I thought he was on three times. Boy, if there was only up. some way we could check, there's just no up. way. So this is only a second time on the podcast. Yeah, I then. believe so. Oh, wow. Yeah, he came out. I think he was. Yeah, he, okay, he was on right before Warcraft came out. Yeah. So now, okay, so now he's on for mute. Anyway, he's great. His Twitter handle is at ManMadeMoon. 
Um, he's because uh, he did the movie Moon with Sam Rockwell, which is also a great movie. So uh, support him and love him as I do. Uh, this episode also brought to you by Squarespace. The future is coming, whether you want it to or not. You have no control over that. You're not a time lord. With Squarespace, you can make it brighter. Turn your cool ideas into a new website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish your content if you want to. Sell products and services of all kinds. Announce an upcoming event if you want to, or even a special project. Okay, Squarespace is going to do this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce, you can customize the look and the feel and the settings of stuff. Uh, you can optimize everything is optimized right out of the box, and it's a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions and analytics that help you grow in real time. Uh, there's free and secure hosting, nothing to patch or upgrade, and 24/7 award-winning customer support. Make it stand out. Stand out with a beautiful website. Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code ID10T to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, also, this episode is brought to you by Masterclass, which, Katie, I am very excited <laughs> about my new Masterclass membership. Yep. <laughs> I knew you it would It is insane, the people that did these Masterclasses. So basically, um, the, it's, it's an online uh, – there's like an online course structure to it, and it's taught by the tops in the fields – of a, a, any number of things that you want to learn. I mean, I saw Annie Leibovitz for photography. Yeah. Um, Aaron Sorkin amazing. for writing. Uh, Steve Martin for com- for comedy, which is the first one that I'm going to get into. Um, cooking techniques from Thomas Keller. Martin Scorsese. Uh, Helen Mirren. I mean, it is insane. They have Steph Curry teaching you basketball. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then it looks like there's a little community in there where yeah. you can connect with other people. Uh, so they, they have a new all-access pass, which allows you to unlock every class from over 30 masters, all for the price of two. Learn it. Do it. You can do anything with your free time that you want. So why not learn how to do something, uh, m- master something, be taught by masters. Uh, now, ID10T podcast listeners can get the all-access pass at masterclass.com slash ID10T. Um, learn from the best in the world at masterclass.com slash ID10T. So I highly recommend this uh, <laughs> this course program. And now let's do the ID10T podcast number 936 with Mr. Duncan Jones as Miss Katie Levine rolls the thing. Initiating ID10T protocol. careful just because if people haven't seen it that's true i don't want them because i'm sitting right here we have we have had the thing before where people where we've and this happened we early on we talk about something and people go i fucking didn't get to and then they just and they get angry okay and, no that's fair enough. and so you have can, a responsibility I think, it's, I think it's good to talk uh we can talk around it okay um but uh other movies beginning with m Metropolis. There you go. Metropolis is good. Uh, Man of Steel. Manhunter. Uh, <laughs> Morecraft. Mumford. <laughs> I tried. And Sons. Nineties indie movie Mumford. Oh, Mumford, the movie Mumford. Yeah, yeah, yeah the movie was great. Was that nineties? Yeah, I think it was a ninety-nine. Or Holy shit, guys! Time movie. is just rapidly escaping <laughs> our grasp. I'd say it keeps on slipping. 
Slipping. Slipping? Yeah. Into the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. Waits for no man. <laughs> Duncan Jones, welcome back to the podcast. Is this your third time on the podcast? My 18th time. It was your 18th on the time on the podcast. You're technically a co-host of the podcast at this point. Yeah. You've you're, been here more than me. You're on this before. It's been here more than Matt. That's for sure. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know where Matt is right now. Yeah, who cares? Someone in the glove. Yeah. Talk shit about your friend? I, that's not shit. That's just saying who cares. I'm wondering who cares. You know, I like, I like, <laughs> you, guys, I I like you igniting the chemistry that you guys had when the podcast first started eight years ago. Yeah, it is tough. It is tough to uh, keep that going. That, that fake hate. <laughs> Get to see him, yeah. yeah. If you care about what happened to Matt, send us an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who cares? It's like the worst campaign. Who cares? It's like, no, we're saying who cares. People should care. Text yes. fuck Matt to 898. <laughs> don't text that. Standard text. <laughs> that might be a thing. Like, don't text that. I don't know. I might have heard that. I don't know if I'm remembering that number. That's a hashtag or if I now. invented that number. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Myra 2012. Myra, but uh, it's good to see you. It's very good to see you. You too. I did get to see Mute the other night. It's fantastic. And <laughs> what's great about it is, first of all, you got a scars guard in there. I did. You got a rud in there. Yeah. I didn't even recognize Justin Thoreau until like with the Owen Wilson wig. Yes, yes. <laughs> it took like thirty minutes actually, into the movie. My wife yeah. goes, "I think that's Justin Thoreau." Like, oh my god, you're right. We actually called it the Owen Wilson wig. It really, in fact, that's that was when I was talking to hair, hair and makeup. I said, "I, I look at this picture of Owen Wilson. <laughs> Is there a wig that looks like that?" And um, that's what they got for Justin. But it looks good. Like, it looks good. It doesn't, Absolutely. It doesn't look wiggy. Yeah. But you haven't seen the movie yet, Jonah. No, no. So I'll be the barometer for the audience. Okay. I okay. hasn't seen it. So. Once I start feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> I'm going to scratch my right temple. Here's what's really fascinating about the movie is that it's, the, it's not technically a sci-fi movie. However... It is nested in a, kind of a future. Yeah, it's, it's like I don't know, thirty years in the future. Absolutely. No, there was this. Uh, there was this great quote. I remember. I remember badly paraphrasing um, from uh, Philip K. Dick about Blade Runner when he first saw it for the first time, and he said, "You haven't made a science fiction film. You've made a futurist film." Right. And that's kind of it. Always sort of tickled in the back of my mind that you know there is a lot of science fiction films being made these days but but i kind of like the idea of of futurist films using the future almost as a location right so it's kind of a it's a it's a thriller it's a noir thriller it just happens to take place in this place called the future of berlin right but it but the plot does not really have anything to do with the time period it just is the setting there are elements that affect it right. because of the sort of the the nature of of the plot but you're right there's no there is no kind of a you know technology which is required which is kind of what what the basis of the whole film is it's it's not that kind of movie okay so just without, without getting too spoilery yeah. just some context in your mind as the as the man who created this world yeah. what has happened in the world where it feels like so, something very military has happened <laughs> and some there's some type of Something has happened 30 years in the future. Yeah. Berlin is kind of its own thing, and there are Americans in Berlin, but it seems like some people are trying to get out. Well, it's kind of where, where the world is right now, but <laughs> just pushed a little further. I mean, um, 2000, I think 15, 16, Angela Merkel, um, the, the, um, the, the leader of Germany, was criticized by a lot of Germans, especially those on the kind of right side of the politics, for allowing too many immigrants to come into the country. In fact, one million immigrants came to the country. Um, in that year. Um, and in my kind of futurizing of Berlin, my idea was that there was a kind of quite a shift to the right uh, off the back of that. And um, the politicians of the, of the 
right wing, basically said, we want to invite all those of any kind of Germanic ancestry, anyone who considers themselves to be pure or true Germans to come back to the homeland, bring back your traditions, bring back, you know, what makes you um, real Germans. And various communities, including some segments of the Amish community, right. come back to Europe, come to, back to Switzerland and to Germany and to, um, and to, and to you know, that part of Europe um, and kind of now you end up with this Amish community that's that's back in Germany, and that's kind of where Leo, our hero, comes from. Yeah, and and again, it's it's really fascinating to hear that backstory. But it is not necess- It's not part of the uh, central plot per nope. se. It's just it's just ba- it's just setting. It's that's just, just backstory that's just and where we are. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, I like to imagine because uh, Alexander Skarsgård is uh, mute in yes. the film, as is the title, mute. Yeah. That you still made him audition <laughs> and just made him walk around the room and pick things up. And I'm sure you just yeah. offered tell it me, to him. Tell me a story from your childhood without words. No words. <laughs> with zero words. And uh, There was a, couple- a lot of scribbling involved. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really great. I mean, no, he he's a... He's such a fantastic actor. He really is. And, and uh, I'd seen him in Generation Kill, um, where I kind of... He was in a very different role. Um, but, but I couldn't help thinking, wow, this guy's really both intense and talented and, and tall. He's very tall. He's incredibly tall. He's very tall. And, and for this role, I needed a, a tall man who was very talented at acting. Yeah, and also I think I spotted a Stellan Skarsgård in there just like a half a second, maybe. Mm, no, no. I thought I saw I thought I saw his dad in the background somewhere. No, no but you saw Dominic Monaghan. I saw Monaghan was amazing. <laughs> I saw I spotted a Rob Kaczynski. I also spotted. There's a Sam Rockwell. There was a Sam Rockwell hey, nice. peppered around, <laughs> and Lydia was like, "Oh, I recognize that guy." And I go. Oh my God! He played Mickey on Doctor Who, oh, like yeah. Noel Clark. Yeah, yes, Noel Clark. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's the cast is fantastic, and uh, and it's just and, it, and this this really feels like uh, it was a very. I know you were excited about making this for yeah. a long time, and we had you so we had sort of talked about it. I think maybe you had sort of hinted around that you were going to work on this the last time we talked. Yeah, which I mean, is I right think around the Warcraft. That's right. Up. No, I mean, I think I, I think I was you know. I had been banged in the head so many times by Warcraft. I kind of didn't know where I was. But I all every after every film, I always think I'm doing mute next. Right. Um, this time it actually happened. Um, hmm. You know, I've been trying. I we my, Mike Johnson, my writing partner, and I wrote this 16 years ago. Oh my god! Oh shit! Um, and had been trying to sort of work out how we were going to get it made. And we tried different avenues. We tried through the studios, and we were going to do a graphic novel. And we tried to do an animation. And we we really tried just about everything. And it finally came together because of um, the mighty Netflix who decided that um, as dark and weird as the subject matter was, there was enough interesting ideas and, you know, I'd managed to put this really kind of unique and great cast together that they would take a, take a shot on it. God, it's so... That's amazing. I mean, I, I really kind of want to deep dive a little bit and talk about the 16-year idea because <laughs> I, I often yeah. complain about how long television takes, but yeah. film is... Film is like yeah. by by an order of magnitude over television in terms of how long something can percolate, how yeah. many stops and starts. So how – and this is for people listening who might think, oh, no one's ever going to make this idea that I have. Yeah. How do you maintain – first of all, the integrity of the project. How do you maintain your passion for the project? And as you 
have 16 years in your life. Yeah. You change. Oh, mass- so massively. You're, massively. It's like, so how do, you, how do you kind of keep it all intact with that much time and that many events? Well, the, the, the truth is there have probably been you know, a handful of other projects which have just fallen away over, over those 16 years that I just either haven't cared as much about or have just ceased to be as relevant or just not, not, you know, just weren't appropriate. Didn't feel like the right things to make anymore. But this one always did. And I think, you know, when you, when you write, and I'm sure you know this, you know, coming up with something which at least feels to you to be an original idea is kind of rare treasure. Right. Um, and, and, and if you really, for me at least, there was something about Mute that felt really unique. And the more time that passed, the more I felt like nothing else was coming out that was like it, um, which kind of just reinforced that idea that actually there's something kind of special about this. On a personal level also, there were subtexts to the story which actually just became more and more you know, personal to me as time went on. Um, parenthood kind of runs through this films in sure. different guises. I became a parent. My dad died. Then the woman who raised me died. So it's just over the last few years, it just became more and more, you know, there, there is a way to tell this story which is going to be both hopefully entertaining for an audience, but also a personal tribute to, to the people who affected me growing up. And it's incredible that you, it, you know, all, all these events took place that's, that it just sort of, you were in the right place to tell the story in this way. It would have been, yeah. 16 years ago, it probably would have been an It would have been terrible. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been a really bad, it would have been a, a kind of a crummy film. Not that it's not, obviously not that it's good when we lose I would people. have been the, I would have been the, the mute guy. <laughs> and, uh, just, and my roommates would have been Cactus and Duck. You know, like all, all of the, all of the future hover cars, you'd just be like your hands going, yeah. Me in a matchbox car, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and again, not. I mean, obviously, not as someone who's we, actually everyone here has lost a lost a dad, but but the idea that you know that you that you're able to they're with the they're with, they're with the socks. Yeah. The socks and the dads are all yeah. <laughs> The socks and the dads are all together. So where all the dads are, there's <laughs> like a, there's like a billion right yeah, socks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just, we should have checked the fucking dryer lid yeah. thing. Yeah. But but the idea of being able to channel that energy, you know, is also in, must be incredibly therapeutic as well. Yeah. No, it, it really really was. Um for for those who are who are cameo spotters in the movie, there's a there's a picture of of me with my mustache shaved off, with a big bushy beard, holding a little baby, and that's me with my son, you know, doing an Amish impersonation. So right. I'm, kind of a, I'm Alexander Skarsgård's dad. Oh on, yes, on nice. excellent. So that's uh, that's me and my son. So I, I just yeah no, it's just uh, there, there was it just felt it felt like the right thing to do. And how's fatherhood so far? Oh my god, it's so tiring. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's pregnant. We have our our what? first our daughter is due in April. Oh my gosh. So she's like round like a pie. Oh my gosh. And uh, my son is insane. Well, it must it's, have been great. You uh, went back for seconds. Yes, that's yeah. true. No, no, well, actually I was trying to get it right this time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's amazing. It's amazing being a dad and um but man oh man is it tiring. Yeah, and so how are you balancing? Did this did that change the way that you write because obviously you know, you have you have to stick to a certain schedule yeah. that is, is probably tied to whatever the schedule of yeah. your child is. Yeah. No, I mean, I think um, you know, I, I have a, I have an incredibly uh, generous and and um, willing to to go with it wife who you know we actually flew out to Berlin 
when my son was four months old to go and shoot mute. So oh, wow. her and the baby came with us and, and it was it was night feeds and uh diaper changing, you know, between takes and Oof. and uh it, it was yeah, really tiring. <laughs> I don't, I don't recommend it. I don't recommend making a movie when you have a, a newborn. I mean, <laughs> newborn parent brain, I think, is probably hard enough to navigate if you're yeah. just like trying to get to get coffee in the morning. But yeah. I can imagine having to be in a place where. You really, as a, a co-writer and a director, really have to have all the answers about everything that's going on in your movie at yeah. all times. Yeah, sometimes the wrong things come out. You know, <laughs> so just just wipe his butt. <laughs> and Alexander Skarsgård's like, "Why is someone wiping my yeah. butt?" And Paul Rudd's like, "Just shut up and, and yeah, just let's go with it. Yeah, go with it. With He's method." I also got to say, Paul, Paul Rudd. You know, not that you forget what a great actor is, but he does he does so many comedic roles. Yeah. but to see him. Like really is just kind of a straight character. Yeah, he's was that fucking fun? fantastic. He's so good in this, and I mean him, him and Justin also, who took Justin through, took on a an awesome responsibility with this role because it's a really hard one for anyone. Yeah. Um. But but Paul was was absolutely amazing, and Paul and Justin, I kind of I cast as a pair, um, because I really needed. The, the sense of the friendship that those two guys needed to have, the characters in the film, it needed to feel really believable. So it was almost like you're casting, you know, uh, uh, a, a lead and, and his, rom- his or her romantic interest. Right. It was, you had to have that chemistry. Um, but they're both so f- smart and so funny, and they're both writers in their own right. And they knew, they knew what I wanted, which was basically, you know, I wanted Elliot Gould and Donald Sutherland back right. when they did MASH. Right. And I wanted those guys, but, you know, I had to do <laughs> Justin Theroux and Paul Rudd. Is that why yeah. you the And the Hawaiian hair? shirts. Oh, oh that's, that's so great. fantastic. <laughs> that's amazing. And if you listen, if you watch it again and you listen, you'll actually hear some lines from MASH kind of just sort of, uh, you know, slightly paraphrased that Paul, you know, riffs off in the movie. That's amazing. That is is terrific. I mean, and that is, again, you know, for anyone who's creating anything, it's sort of, sort of the DNA of what inspires us are things that we are are just tucked in our head, Mm -hmm. you know, for years and years and years that you can pay homage to the tribute to. And it, and if no, if no one ever noticed, it still works. It still works. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's there for the, for the geeks like us, but, um, it's, uh, you know, I, I I fell in love with Mash when I was a kid, and it's still my favorite comedy. I mean, it's my absolute favorite comedy. But the the beauty of Trapper John and Hawkeye Pierce is that, as funny as and as engaging and as fun as those two guys are to watch, you can't help but think, "Wow, they're kind of mean." Yeah, those, yeah. those are some yeah. mean, yeah. mean people. But you you excuse <laughs> it because yeah. they're in war, of course. And so you're but like, take oh, them yeah. out of war and make them a, just a little bit meaner. Take and that's, that's cactus. And I don't know if you got this in England where you were, but there, Mash had some interesting spin-offs. And there was a spin-off called Trapper John MD oh my that God. was just a straight-ahead dramatic medical procedural. That's hmm. right. Yeah. That made, was it, that, did they use the, the same actor no. from the TV show? No, it was just No, it was like they used a guy different. named Pernell Roberts, just okay. like this this like bald dude with a beard. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with MASH. I don't think they ever referenced MASH. It was <laughs> oh, just, weird. The show was just called Trapper John MD. Yeah. It was a huge hit, and it was it was just a fucking procedural medical drama. <laughs> yeah. That was literally it. Yeah. Not a hint of comedy. The theme song was "Suicide is Painful." It was like just little tweaks. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Yeah, yeah, man. Really well played. We should do a radar show. Oh. And he just he just says everything before anyone says it to him. Yes. So the, <laughs> the dialogue is just him talking I'm for everyone. I'm actually surprised there was never a Klinger spinoff. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Klinger seemed like you would need a Klinger. There would be, was Klinger yeah. in the movie? Was he in the movie? Was there a Klinger in the movie, or did they add him for the TV show? 
Are you, you're talking about MASH. MASH. You're not talking about Mute. I'm not There's talking no about Mute. <laughs> Did you add Although, Klinger? You... Although there is... Um, there oh, is... yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> there is Sheehan. Yes. Who's, um, who's absolutely amazing um, yes. as this character Luba. Um, I don't want to spoil that, though. No, I don't want to spoil that either, a, but there is a... There, there is a Jessica Rabbit cameo. Yes, yes, that I definitely caught. The Jessica Rabbit cameo I definitely caught. People are going to be like, what the hell is this movie they're talking about? No, but that's, you know, it, uh, on such a great level, it's just those little unspoken touches that even if someone didn't know that that was a Jessica Rabbit reference, there's something about it that just sort of rings... Something of substance, yeah. even if someone doesn't know exactly <laughs> yeah. what it is, yeah. uh, and and also just the idea that you get to make this thing and essentially just populate it with your friends too. Yeah. It's like, hey, I got a thing yeah. for you, a thing for you. Because yeah. again, Don, Don McMonahan was his cameo was pretty crazy, fantastic, and he he flew in, he flew in. Uh, shot with us for a few hours and then flew out the, the, the next the next morning. Oh, so, really? Yeah, and he just he'd just come from one of these crazy retreats out in South America or something where he'd been <laughs> eating nothing but maggots or something. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> like that. cleaning his soul. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, he, and he, yeah, he arrived and we we stuck him in this amazing makeup and wardrobe and uh, put him in a room with a bunch of uh, you know with uh, sex robots and um, and uh, told him to act. Which definitely uh, the, the the one thing I was actually going to send you a, I was going to send you a, you need that sex robot for this I, house we need a sex just robot for the room the corners yeah. of the room but you know what I was going to put a flashlight in the Dalek <laughs> just like in the stock just in the eye stock <laughs> put a flashlight in the eye stock what are you doing uh, <laughs> spit spit take spit like, yeah but but also. You've introduced this idea that not only is fascinating to me, but I definitely see as, you know, as futurism really takes hold. But and this isn't a spoiler, but it's just a fun touch. But robo strippers, robo strippers are it's such a brilliant touch because it when you see it, you go, oh, my God, I totally could. Absolutely. I mean, it's and it's it's we, we, we actually tried originally to build it practically. Because oh, wow. we because we thought, well, you know, what is it really, other than like one of those toys where you stick your thumb and it's you know underneath it and all the, the limbs go limp. It's like a right. giant one of those spinning. Yeah. Um, so we we <laughs> it didn't work out well. I would love the to see the camera. Thing, the test for that. We're going to get a thumb big enough to yeah. push out <laughs> the stripper butt. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, but so so we ended up using CG for that. But um, but. Uh, after we finished the film, we saw there was there was definitely there was an article about one that has actually been developed. So there is a real version of that now. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm surprised that it's not more. Yeah, I think that's what's going to cause the robot uprising. I think it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like you know we're using it's being you know, demeaned. Yes, yes, we're demeaning them. Or like you know we have a we have a robot toilet in the house. You know where it like it it, it lights up and it has the little oh water God. thing. And and eventually the robots are going to be like enough is enough. Like with the AI, <laughs> that with, would be cruel. Giving that sentience. Yeah, that's just, exactly. That's the meanest Asimov story I've ever heard of. <laughs> I know, but I just need the robot to know that I'm shitting into it. I just yeah. need it to know. Yeah. I just want it to react. Is that so wrong? They've been programmed to like. Come on. <laughs> I did not have a choice. Uh, but yeah, and then it becomes Westworld. Then it ultimately just becomes, yeah, then it yeah, just exactly. becomes Westworld. But it, it, 
do you do you is this a genre that you will, will you continue this type of storytelling where you're this kind of futurism storytelling or was this just well, I mean, for I've, this I've tip got of the story? I've got one more I've got one more in the bag that I really want to make which is which basically complete the the three part anthology between Moon Mute and this this third film and it's an action it's more action based it's kind of a bigger film and that would kind of close it out. Um, and then I, you know, then I do want to do some other things that are maybe not quite so much sci-fi. Yeah, but you know, we'll see. Great. It, it is. Do you have a name for your trilogy? You know, it's like you know the 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 oh, the, the Cornetto. Yeah, like the Cornetto <laughs> trilogy. Like <laughs> Edgar and Simon's like, oh, that just jokingly became the Cornetto trilogy. Is there a? Uh... I don't know. I have to come up with something witty, which is. Um... Which which uh, which would be even better than Cornetto? The Robo Stripper trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the Robo. There's no Robo Strippers in Moon. No, but it's like, but it, it evolves. There were no Cornettos in uh, the Cornetto by trilogy. By the end of the podcast, oh, there are, there are. By the end of the podcast, we're going to yeah, come we'll, up we'll with it. it. Yeah, we'll have it. We'll all right, all right, we're going to make it. We're going to make it work. You can call it the. Uh, you're wearing a stocking cap right now. Oh, yeah. is, is that the name? It could be the Stocking Cap Trilogy. It could be the... We're really grasping for yeah. straws. Wait! Yeah, we can... Grasping for straws! <laughs> grasping Times three! <laughs> <laughs> so are you the gonna... only available on Netflix Trilogy! Yeah. Well, if, if you put oh. Rockwell in the next one... Oh, yeah, then, then it, it could just Rockwell be the Rockwell Trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. The three bells. Yeah, the yeah. three billboards of Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so are you already writing the next one? No, it's done. I, after Source Code, I wrote it, and, and we tried to get it made, and we were really struggling at the time. Um, uh, but I kind of feel like the, the terrain has shifted a little bit since, since we tried to do it. Um, it stars these two these two uh, sisters from the north of England, and it was it was kind of great. It was an action sort of um, road movie um, starring these two women. And back then, it was much more difficult to make. I really feel like maybe it would be easier now um, mm. with what's going on. But we'll we'll see. We're going to try. Great. And does when you sell a movie to Netflix, do they have any sort of a? Because I've I've heard that they're sort of notoriously radio silent on how anything really does or what's going yeah. on. Which I'm sure can be kind of maddening when you kind of know, like, can anyone see this? Where the fuck? You know, I mean, do do they have any expectations when you deliver something? Do they just go, thanks? I'm I'm just going to be like, you know, Rocky and the, you know, Stallone in the original Rocky. I'm just going to run up the stairs and say, we won! (laughs) We won at movies! We did the best! Who's going to say no? no. Oh my God, that's not a bad. Who could stop you? Exactly. No one. You could just start saying, like, yeah. Best making movie ever. 50 million watched it. Yeah. 50 million what? Exactly. Uh, 50 million. I mean, does that... You know, so I know what you mean, though. I mean, it, I think there's... You know what? The, 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 the stats on how the film does doesn't bother me that much. The What does is theatrical experience of having a big crowd being able to go see it together. Yeah. I miss that. But it's, you know, it's fair enough. It's a, you know, I got to make the movie. I wouldn't right, have got yeah. to make it otherwise. But weren't they going to do and something? And no DVDs, yeah. no Blu-rays. That's that right. kills me. Yeah, no but commentary. Not, you, can't, you can't own a movie and put it on your shelf. Oh, shit. That drives me crazy. That's what I hate. About, like, I like that idea of just, like, having a thing. I made but we thing. got around that one. Oh, we, we've started telling fans. Well, I have started. I've started requesting from fans to actually make fake DVD covers. That's so if you right. have your own, you know, you have your own case, you put your own cover in there, and then you've got your own version of Mute on the shelf and if you want to watch it you just go on Netflix 
Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> an empty case with a, like a download code for Netflix, yeah. basically. Yeah. But, but like I heard that um, Netflix, and they did it for uh, when Mystery, the weekend Mystery Science Theater came out, that they were playing the first episode in IPIC theaters. And I'm not sure if that's something they were going to continue to do, where they yeah. would do one weekend yeah, where you could got, go to an IPIC. We've got, like, I think it's an IPIC as well. We've yeah. Got, and it's, I think it's one theater here in L.A. Yeah, that's the one in it. Pasadena or something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. we've got the... In the U.K., actually, they've got a whole chain. There's a place called the oh. Curzon, and it's very nice theaters, and they're, they're going to be playing it in, in the U.K. at all the Curzons. I think Netflix has a deal with them. Yeah, uh, they should do that more, at least for a weekend. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear about this because the juxtaposition of the two films that you made back to back are so, I would imagine, wildly different f- experiences. It's a good because, double feature, though, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I think so, it would be. So you, you, know, you're, you make this, you know, this, this big budget film for a studio that's going into theaters, and then you make this movie for Netflix, yeah. which. D- Again, as we said. Oh, you mean that one? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Or, or did you? I thought you meant Moon and Mute, which would be a great double feature. That's that right. would be a great double. But feature. you're talking about. I'm talking about Warcraft, Warcraft and then this, yeah. where you know Warcraft. I imagine you know there's a ton of pressure, like oh, I, the, 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 people care about box office, and I yeah, got to yeah. do this, and everyone's paying attention. Yeah. And the Netflix thing. What about meant? the toys? Yeah, exactly. What about the toys? <laughs> you got to redesign the character. The plastic <laughs> won't. Make, it can't. And also with Warcraft. You know, you're you're also you have a, a, a tremendous responsibility to the to the the, the Blizzard community yeah, as well, yeah, the yeah. world of Warcraft. And that's right, yeah. the, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and this uh, uh, Alliance Horde, Alliance, you never pick a side, right? Uh, I was Horde. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so you and then and then I mute, which is you know it's totally your own thing. It's a totally invented thing, not based on anything else. Yeah. So what were what were some some of the differences and pros and cons of both of those experiences? Um. Well, I mean, there is, I don't know, Warcraft was, a, was, a, was three and a half years of, of, of a lot of stress and fighting. There was, just because of the, the sheer mass of, of different parties who all had a completely justifiable um, uh, right to have input and say into what it was we were making. But there were too many of them, and there were too, coming too, come too many different perspectives you know we started the film when legendary was at warner brothers as we began the film they left warner brothers and moved to universal then they got bought out by wanda this chinese company we lost a bunch of executives and producers while we were making the film um you know at all the time blizzard is sort of saying what they needed the film to be because the game makes over a billion dollars a year for them so the movie is small potatoes I mean, it, it's Isn't that it's crazy. Yeah, it's nice. um, it's just yeah. It's it, it was it was a very difficult juggling act to keep everyone happy and and you know I I'm both myself and Chris Metzen I know we're both proud of the film that we ended up making and um, I think if anyone knew the 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 what we went through to make it I think everyone would be pretty impressed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really do. Um, I I hosted BlizzCon again last year yeah. and I I just love I love that community. It, yeah. It it's such a it, it's just it's just such a wonderfully passionate and and also you know I think for people who aren't as familiar with, and they think of you know like um, uh, MMOs or, or whatever they they sort of go oh I, isn't everyone like super mean and toxic like yeah those people are out there but the people who show up to BlizzCon yeah. they're really good pe- like y- yeah. you really see the such greatness in the community and the and the cosplay and just the level of detail yeah. and the passion of it it's a really great event i really oh, love it's, it oh it's fantastic i love blizzcon i i i was obviously going a lot in the build up to warcraft but um and i haven't been since but not because i didn't want to just because 
life got busy. But I, I would really like to go back and you know, try and try and sneak in a little bit and just kind of experience it back as I did when I was just just playing Warcraft. I, I heard that um, for the real geeks out there, Warcraft Three, the real time strategy game. Mm-hmm. I heard that they might actually be revamping that right now. So interesting. That's, that's news on the interwebs. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I hot scoop. <laughs> well, I know that they, you know, last year didn't they announce they were firing up an old server, like a, like an old Warcraft? Oh, really? Warcraft? Oh, I yeah. didn't. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, uh, but I want. But what Chris was going uh, oh, yeah. earlier, just like going from such a like so many oh, eyes on films. a thing to, yeah, yeah. and it reminds me of kind of when uh, I can't remember the director's name offhand, but he went from doing Pete's Dragon, then like right like the week after he started shooting a Ghost Story. Oh yeah, and like he just wanted to kind of go like he's, oh, like he's like this thing everyone's paying attention to Pete's Dragon. I just want to go and make this movie now. It was definitely a palate cleanser. I mean, yeah. I think going from from that Warcraft experience and the and the, and the studio politics of it to. This film, which I already knew back to front in my in my head, and and Netflix were willing to just let me go away and make it and never see me again until I delivered the film. <laughs> that was an amazing, you know. It almost felt like two different jobs, you know, as far as, as what filmmaking. That feels like be. it could be scary though, too, because I I always feel like I need just a little bit of direction from like what is it that <laughs> you because is because then it just feels you know. Are, are you are you burdened by infinite choice where you you could literally do anything you want? So how do you know? No, because you you've, you've already agreed to the script. You've already nailed down the budget. So you know you, you've agreed to the budget. Right. Um. You've agreed on cast. Um. So so really, it's just you know that's kind of your job. Is is at that point as a writer director, it's I'm going to deliver the film which we've all been discussing, and you're going to give yeah. me the money to do it, and you trust me to go do that. So, so that's what I do. Did it feel more akin to Moon totally. in that way? Very much so. Yeah. No, it was it, it was a it, it, it was really nice to sort of go back to that experience of me and just the core people making the film, being the ones calling the shots and making the decisions. Yeah. Do you think you'd want to go back to making a massive budget theatrical movie again, or do, was this, um, does this feel nice? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think for the right project i would do it i feel like i'm a hell of a lot wiser now than i was you know before i started warcraft right i mean i'd done source code which was kind of a halfway house because it was a smaller studio and uh mark gordon's company and and it's kind of and and jake gyllenhaal was a big star and i was working with him and it was it i kind of got a sense of it and and that one kind of worked pretty well kind of the way i was hoping it would work and then warcraft was a very different experience but i kind of feel like warcraft is probably as bad as it can get as far as the the politics of it sure and i kind of feel like under the right conditions it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be like that and maybe it could be more like the the source code experience right if you like would you think oh hey it'd be fun to do a star wars film in the star wars universe or a marvel film i don't think i'd want to do a star wars and and um i i'm i you know i didn't grow up with marvel and dc you know quite as much as you know i'm not american right so 2002 how the fuck did you get in here? I thought they put a wall oh, out there. Chris, why are you bringing this trash in here? I don't know. I thought he was your friend. No. Shit. Shit. I'm sorry. Just wait. Didn't you say you Just went to college that, in Ohio? Hit that ice button. I'm <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they just like smash through the windows. Duncan just disappears. Uh. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Enjoy your burrito. And I just, like, yeah, yeah. that's right there. Like, yeah, that's what fucked up. But he, yeah, this isn't a podcast at all. <laughs> yeah. No, this, yeah. Is, this is just going straight to the immigration. <laughs> uh, but uh, so you didn't. So oh, no, 2018 is what I was going to say. There's, yeah. this, there's this amazing, you, you probably are familiar with it, but, the, but there's this. 
um, British comic book sort of compendium anthology um, called 2000 AD, where the character Judge Dredd came from. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other amazing characters from that comic which have never seen the light of day as far as film or TV goes. Um, the trick is, obviously, how do you get some, one of those made when no one's heard of the characters? But no one had... <clears throat> Forgive me, I would say no one had heard of the Gardens of the Galaxy yeah. other than a few people yeah, who were big comic fans. Or Ant-Man, or there was a lot or of Or Deadpool, them. really. Right, yeah, I mean, right. Deadpool was, just, it, was it, small. You know, and what, what I think the last few years has, have proved is that people don't necessarily need to see things they already recognize. They just need to see good see stuff. see they're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, absolutely. You know, where, where the director had a, had a very strong point of view yeah. and was allowed to sort of express that. And I, and I won't name names, but I know that there's a, there's a few of us British directors who would love to get our hands on some 2000 AD stuff. Mm. You, Attenborough. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> David Lean. <laughs> Hitchcock <laughs> Charlie Chaplin yeah there's a lot of us yeah. I bet Hitchcock would make a fucking amazing superhero movie fact, and if he were still weird. alive I bet he would do like if he just yeah. magically were still alive yeah. I bet he would do it because it seems well, that's, I mean he made Psycho because it was because it was a, like a, a best selling book right? right Right. and he wanted to make something that wasn't so highbrow. he just wanted to make something like for the audience as much as possible yeah yeah and and you know it this idea that because uh, again it, we were talking about it, I was talking about it yesterday with someone where you know a horror like the horror genre just doesn't really get a lot of love yeah and of course this year Get Out got nominated but yeah. but you know but I do feel like the industry is quick to tack the word thriller on yeah. with stuff because it doesn't sound like horror because horror <laughs> yeah. is like a dirty word yeah but you know it, but there are a lot of examples of horror films that were beautiful pieces of art that should be yeah. celebrated in film would you ever is horror anything you'd ever want to do uh i'm not sure i mean i i guess mute gets a little horrible at times sure i mean not horrible isn't bad horrible as in kind of gory and right you know twisted um, so I kind of, I guess I, I, I guess I don't mind making things like that. I don't know if I would want to seep myself into that as, as the entire reason for the film's being. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd say Moon has, like when he, when he finds out, like when he sees the room full of him, yeah, like that's a, a pretty little, like horrifying moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to cheer myself up these days. I'm to <laughs> stay, stay on the optimistic side of the track. No, you dig down deep and you make it hurt hate worse. Hate yourself. Hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You would destroy everything that's good. Yeah. And ruin everyone around you. Make no, sure no one has a good time. I mean, again, it might be to do with fatherhood. It might be to be where I am in my life right now. But I, I really want to make something positive. Yeah. I, I would love to find a way. You know one of the films which it's not a criticism of the film itself. But of what I was expecting and hoping was Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. I really was like, oh my God, they're going to make like a kick-ass, optimistic, the world could be, could be great movie. And that's what Tomorrowland's going to be. Right. And it was not. Yeah. It was the <laughs> antithesis of that. And I, and I still think, God, yeah, I would love to go see a movie where I'm coming out of it thinking, wow, wouldn't it be great if the world were like that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want, I'd love to see that movie. I think you could make that movie. You could make, you could, you need to make that happen. I, I would like that. Honestly, that's where my head's at these days is, is how do I make a movie where you just, you just feel totally excited and happy about the world yeah. and what it could be. So when you said you didn't want to make a Star Wars movie, is there a, is there a particular reason? It just that that <laughs> <laughs> no, I a no. new new hope. 
No, I, look, I, actually, I, I'm doing a, a screening here in, here in LA with um, yeah, a, Q, a screening of Mute and a Q and A with with Ryan uh, Johnson tomorrow. Nice. Um, so you know, I want to talk to him I, as much as he's going to be asking me questions. I'm going to try and throw a few questions at him about about star wars and why he chose to do it and what made him want to do a star wars movie because i'm curious about that yeah it seems like uh it's i mean if someone just said hey do you want to do a star wars movie i i think you it would be probably equally sure and oh my god no (laughs) because it yeah just there's so much weight to it Mm -hmm, and there's so much there's just so much attached yeah. to yeah. it. That How could it even not, be your story? It at could that point. never. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. It can't be your story. And then you know, seeing seeing what happened was like with with you know getting trolled, getting the rating trolled, and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is it is this really worth that? Like, was it really worth it yeah. to take it to that extreme? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But I doubt that anyone's going to ever call to ask me to direct a Star Wars movie because I've never directed anything. So I feel like I'm safe. You never know. I feel like I'm yeah. safe from that They're decision. thinking outside the box all the time. That's true. And, and, and yeah. you, you are kind of taking over the planet, Chris. Yeah. I mean... And they asked, that, they asked that kid that was in the Andy Griffith show to direct one of those. Yeah, so it's like, they're going to ask anybody. They'll ask anybody. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was really nicely done. Thank you so right much. There. That's, That's really why nice. I'm here. Hey, what's next? Potsy's gonna direct the- Hey, what's <laughs> next? Fonzie's gonna make a Terminator movie? <laughs> Hold on. Actually, hang on. He, make? He's he has movies. the leather jacket. He already has leather jackets. <laughs> These are good ideas. These are good ideas. These are all good Take ideas. Take this out of the podcast. This is ours. <laughs> Sorry, stop me for being, forgive me for being the dummy here, but Henry Winkler has directed quite a few things, right? I think a lot of TV, right? I yeah, think I he's think so. directed a lot of TV. So yeah. we could actually end up with more of the cast of Happy Days doing Star Wars movies. Very good point. That is not a bad idea. Ron Howard, by the way, like the fucking nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. He's so nice. Yeah. He was at a thing last night and he was taking a picture and I just said, do you mind if I photobomb you? <laughs> and he goes, sure, what do you want to do? And I go, well, I'll just get behind you. He goes, okay. And he immediately understood what I was asking <laughs> and just looked very seriously in the camera and I got... And he had no ego or pretense about it he had no yeah. he was just he was just so nice that's, that's so cool. great it makes me love him even more yeah well I mean you gotta be pretty cool if your brother's Clint Howard I mean come on yeah. do you think he makes a, an appearance in the solo movie be fucking better <laughs> Clint Howard has to be in every single Ron Howard movie. As, a, as, as a baby Wookiee or something no as just like a pilot guy that gets killed maybe I don't know but wait a minute though Clint Howard was Chaka right in Land of the Lost he was that's the rumor. I thought, Katie, look that up. <laughs> I feel like Clint Howard played Chaka, which, kind of a Wookiee. Kind of a Wookiee. But it's reptilian, is Chaka. Chaka's reptilian. No, no, no. Chaka was, Chaka was a, like a hominid creature. What were the reptilians? Sleestacks. Yeah. Thanks for coming by for our oh, conversation, Duncan. Did you get any of this stuff in England? Did you get Land of the Lost in England? It's fascinating to watch the way nerds will sometimes discuss things. <laughs> if you listen carefully, you might be able to make out the odd word or two. See, your accent makes you an automatic narrator to any situation. Yeah. You can you narrate. Just, just invite me in. I'll you read, can narrate I'll read anything, anything and everything. Did you ever thought about what? Did you find it? Ah. God damn it. <laughs> Come on, Internet. You can make anything else true. Just make this true for me. Just make Clint Howard Chaka. I always thought he was Chaka. Oh, well. My worldviews. What? Oh, it's just insulting. That's all it is. <laughs> Stop it. And what is, what is truth anyway these days? Right? Well, we can all say right. it. Make sure. Whatever you want it to Let's be. explore this idea because it, it, I have been thinking about it a lot. And yeah. it, does, it does kind of bend my mind when I think about... The idea of 
truth and reality being so malleable and arbitrary and arbitrary in a day-to-day basis and and yeah. and subjectivity is objectivity and 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 opinion is fact and yeah. the internet being able to take you down algorithmically any hole and convince you that whatever you think is reality so if that is the case and reality is just this, you know, a series of events that are <laughs> plotted on the passage of time and we experience those and perceive those, it, it almost feels to me like there are as many fucking realities well, the, as there are avatars. I think the problem is most of your day-to-day decisions don't really require you to have that many facts. No, they don't. So, yeah. you know, if I have a cheeseburger today, I don't need to know who's, you know, what, what country this is or, you know, who's president or anything like that. So I could just make all that crap up for myself and I can still function. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's I, I do think that I think that our brains are are not evolved to handle the amount of information that we are throwing at it. Words hard. Words hard. <laughs> thoughts not <laughs> thoughts not stay. Thoughts fall. Yeah. Out. You make us yeah. strong. <laughs> Chaka. <laughs> Clint Howard Chaka. <laughs> yeah, but make, it make it so. But it is it's <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's not even the same. Um, but but it, it is kind of a, it is scary in that sense that you know two people can have wildly different experiences around the same thing and yeah. it, and it's very difficult to even source what's real information anymore or you know even if you go one or two layers deep on something that still might not be yeah. not only the whole story or even the actual story yeah. so and you can get lost in it really you, fast absolutely too. so you can see something you can see footage of something and you say well that happened and someone will go well what actually happened yeah. and it's like there's a, just a you know, 17 blog posts about what actually happened. And he's like, no, but I saw it. Yeah. And then you start to second guess yourself. And then you put your head in the sand and just wait for it all to blow over. <laughs> Are you avoiding the news and stuff as much as possible? Or do you, do you no, get I, I, well, actually, you know what? I've been getting a little bit better, but I used to be a news junkie. So I would, I would spend way too much time. I, I mean, as my, my alternative to listening to music was just having the news on in the background. That's no good for a new dad. Yeah. I know, I know. That's, it really is. I think, I th- and again, I think the whole dad thing is, is, has been has been absolutely changing changing my 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 uh, behavior in that way. That's good though because I you if if you were burdened whether or not you realize it you would definitely pass that 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 would emotionally trickle down to your kids. Yeah. But whether Twitter you, is still the devil. Oh, yeah. It's rough. No, I it's am rough. way way too addicted to that and that that needs to change but I I, I haven't quite I haven't quite broken the habit yet. I tried getting off in it. There was withdrawals. Yeah. It's like there's a weird disconnect that you Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait a second. Nobody knows what I have, what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know what anyone else is thinking. It's yeah. like, wait Where a second. Are my friends? You, people don't need to know what you're no. thinking. I'm not connected. You know, I, 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 I've, you know, every once in a while, I'll just, uh, Lydia and I will just look at ranch properties just for fun. Yeah. Like, just look at them and go, oh, you know, I, and I said to her the other day, like, I, I totally get it. Like, I, like a farmhouse in the middle of somewhere, you yeah. grow your own vegetables. Oh you yeah, just yeah. Get, yeah. Oh like yeah, you yeah. Do your and, and just cut off from everything. Yeah. And she goes, "You say that." And you, <laughs> you'd be, you'd, she was like, "In three hours, you'd be yeah. like, I gotta get back to this." Does does Whole Foods have uh, internet? <laughs> I just gotta go pick up some. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go into town real quick. <laughs> hey, they got them drones yet? Yeah, yeah. Coffee shop has Wi-Fi. I'll just be there for the rest of the week. <laughs> 
<laughs> I bought it so it'll stay open 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, sounds, <laughs> okay, I just bought yeah. it. Yeah, it's not that expensive. Big gap in customers <laughs> from. It's not that expensive. Do you have a place that you go and kind of unplug and relax? Um, no, no. <laughs> no I figured that you that might one. at some point. You yeah, might, no, might. I, I think we're going to need to do that. Right now, the, the way that the, where I live, our house is kind of everything is sort of all bundled together. So our bedroom where the baby sleeps and my office have no closable door between the two. Okay. So, so we're going to move. Because that's really not that's not healthy either. No, no, no. I find I I would I would I find babies to be very poor writing partners. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, but they laugh at all your jokes. They do, but they just they have a difficult time thinking about story. They get distracted very easily. (laughs) That's that's true. Your movie would just be a lot of object permanence. Object permanence. They're not very good with that either. (laughs) And that ruins plots. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're trying to explain a car. (laughs) It's like you know the keys. They found the keys. What keys? What is keys? Yeah. What is keys? Playtime. Playtime. I mean, is is there anything that you can tell, even just in the last couple of years, that you've learned from your first child that you that you have said, all right, I'm going to do this or not do this with the second one? Okay, high chair for eating. All right, um, bad we, idea, good idea? Good idea. Okay. We, we tried to be, hey, yeah, we're just going to let him eat when he wants to eat. <laughs> and, and now the house is just covered in hummus. Oh sure. <laughs> so you know, I, th- I think that's definitely a lesson learned, and and tr- just trying to be a little bit str- stricter. Yeah, I think than we've been. We've been kind of very very flexible, right, about yeah. everything. Um, you want to poop? Yeah, poop. Poop wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey man, eat where you want. Free country. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on, man. Hey. You're, you're a person too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, poop. We're all yeah. just human beings, man. <laughs> but I do. So we'll work on that. You know, the, it does. It does seem like. I don't know why I'm thinking about this parallel, but it seems like the there seems to be. A, I, I think people do do need some sort of structure. Yeah, people yep. people need to know. They yeah. just want some type of a road to know, like how to. That's why I say, like, oh, I don't know if I could. If someone just said, make whatever you want, I go, I need a little bit of structure. Right. right. But also, even thinking about in talking of futurism, like you know, VR as a storytelling device, like it. You can't. You, okay, you, so where where are you with that? Because I, I you know, I loved Lawnmower Man. I thought it was <laughs> Lawnmower Man was ahead of its and time. I loved yeah. Jaron Lanier and the whole, oh my God, VR is the future. Yes. Now it's kind of here. I'm not as excited as I used no, to be. No, because I think, you know, v- VR is very much a closed experience. And, no. you know, they, they just weren't really thinking... Uh, uh, augmented reality is really, you know, and, and, and different versions of augmented reality are, I, I think, are more interesting because yeah. with VR, it's like you have to be in one place, you have to put on all this equipment. Yeah, you're, it, it's, and you, you can't, as a storyteller, I just think not everything needs to be in VR. Maybe sporting events, maybe a concert or something. But yeah. as far as a storytelling device, I still think people need to know where to look. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you have to be able to direct the story. You have right. to be able to tell them, okay, this is going to be really important. So let's just have a little glance at this yep. right. before you know we go off onto this adventure that you want to do. And I think as soon as you start forcing people to do stuff, it's not really. I guess it's not VR anymore. It's something yeah. else. Yeah, but it is. But I, you know, I, I, even as recently as two years ago, everyone was clamoring to make VR this and that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not feeling. I'm not sensing any of that anymore. No. It's just. It's just. The, the, the idea is too cumbersome, but I think there's a great... I don't know if you follow the Futurism account on Instagram, but it's great. No, no I don't. Uh, and, I, will, I will now. But, it, but they just said... Uh, I think that maybe it was HTC or Samsung. 
um, just made like a fully contained VR head unit. Yeah. Uh, so, but I don't know. It's still just. Well, the, the idea that is, it's like it's like oh, be like you're actually at a concert. It's like but you still have to look in one direction, and like you, what are you, you gonna look at the people next to you enjoying the while show? watching One Direction? Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you. <laughs> hey, come on, I will not. Up my friend. Here not. we go. Let's do it. Not. Thanks, Jonah. I didn't do that. Oh, buddy, another no, one. No, come on. <laughs> it's audio. They don't know. That's not you. <laughs> now do that with your hand. <laughs> do that my, with those. If, every time. This is my thing. If someone like put up your high five if you don't if someone wants a high five you can't leave them hanging that's not a yeah. good thing to do yeah. but you don't respect the joke or what yeah. they just said you just backhand it oh, that <laughs> can i show you mine because mm-hmm. here hold up your hand you wipe it because oh. it feels really gross like yeah. it, it gives like a very <laughs> negative yeah. kind just, of just poke your poke your finger and go just yeah. Boop. Ah. Yeah. yeah anything but don't get like you you touch it so that they can retract. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Put, put it down. <laughs> yeah. That's the loophole. Yeah. That's the loophole. So, let's see. February, it's almost March now. Oh, so <laughs> almost any time you could be a dad in, like, starting in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, and we're going to try and make it happen early because um, it just seems like it's worth getting done. Yeah, good. good. Yeah. Get, get on with Who it. needs all the fanfare, all the anticipation <laughs> of life being made? We get it. You're a fetus. Come on. Let's get on with it. Come on. Let's Miracle get out of here. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Hospitals are expensive. In and out. <laughs> How much time will you need? In, but are you ready to sell this other project? Or, or, or do you need any more time to percolate on Well, it? I'm trying to make sure that whatever it is we do next um, it will be based here where, we, where, you know, where we're living. So that yeah. I, can, I can work somewhat from home. Yeah. Um, I think that'll make a big difference. So, you know, that, that's going to be a big deciding factor in whatever I do next. Are people shooting stuff in Los Angeles again? Not a lot. But um, if, you know, I'm trying to be clever about it and come up with something that would be doable right. in, in that way. But I don't know. I haven't, you know, I haven't come up against the wall on that one yet. Is it that astronomically higher to shoot in Los Angeles? And, and if so, what is it that... Well, there's no tax re- well, not yeah. very, not many tax rebates. There's something called a lottery here, so there are some tax rebates, but only some people get them. Oh, Jesus! So it all yeah. seems a little. It's like the school um, system here, right? Yeah, right. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know how that lottery is run. Uh, I don't know who decides who wins the lottery. Super fairly, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> no doubt but, about um, that. No doubt. But um, you know, I think I think you know, one would ho- you hope that if if we do decide to make something here, maybe we'll be able to get in on some of that sweet you know tax rebate action. Right. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be expensive to shoot here. So I mean, it would seem to me, and again, I'm not a government person, so what yeah. do I know? But it would seem to me that they should be trying to lure because. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. Vancouver sucked a lot of business out of Los Angeles. Yeah. And now Atlanta is Atlanta, like a mini yeah. Hollywood. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it is they, a ton of stuff shoots there. Yeah. And it just seems like there's just not going to be a ton left. What was that? What was that great film? The the one that Jake Gyllenhaal did a few years ago where he plays a journalist and. and oh, the. Um, oh, uh, uh, Nightcrawler. The, yes. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Yeah. I, think, I think that was an LA based movie. Yeah, it seems like. I mean, I think yeah, it felt so was. LA. It did. Think yeah. about it. I, but so so it must be possible, you yeah. Know, at a certain budget, you know, if you, that you can do those things. What made it feel like LA? Were they just talking about traffic in the movie the whole time? <laughs> yeah, they were talking about the movie traffic and how it personified LA <laughs> while sitting in traffic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Everyone was wearing Rams hats. That's, That's right. what it was. <laughs> it's absolutely. Is that what that LA. is? I think so. Is that a Ram? Is that is that a sportsy thing? Are you a football fan? A little bit, you know. I'm just kind of just getting into it, dipping my toe. Just see how it feels. Yeah. Is yeah, it? I feel jockish. <laughs> I almost the other day 
had a sense of why it would be interesting. Where I was like, wait a minute. If you're a coach, you're really kind of like moving these chess pieces around a board. Yeah. And the other guy's got his. And I sort of was like, oh. And then I lost it. Like, I almost had it. So close. I was so close. I'm like, ah, no. I yeah. And also, I just feel like I'm, it's too late in life to just get absorbed in a lifestyle. Like, I feel like... You have to be. You don't have to dive into everything. Uh, I think 15 years of sobriety would suggest otherwise. <laughs> I think... <laughs> the cold turkey society. I think, I think the, the alcoholic lizard brain that yeah. lives at the core of my being. <laughs> this is your thing now. Yeah, by 100%. Lydia comes home and there's just a million... Although Lydia's way, way... It's like, she... I, don't know, I think she's in the kitchen, but it's like that key and she, like, she goes, <laughs> she'll go through these phases where it's like all of a sudden, like thirty survival kits will show up. Oh yeah, I'm like what the fuck? And she was like, "Well, I just wanted to make sure." Yeah. So now we have enough food for like four years. If there were twelve, like she's yeah. calculated. Deanna's like that too. If I can't ever think of a present for my wife, I just get her like. Uh, like a knife or a survival kit or just something that like was really yeah and these then are good gifts she loves them okay yeah. it's like it's like this oh here's the thing know. that purifies water she's like oh you know because <laughs> you know survive the apocalypse yeah together. exactly yeah life straws <laughs> yeah life straws life straws oh yeah you want to go to the life straws you can stick it in anything and it just becomes drinkable water <laughs> yeah yeah like a body. baby like a baby like a straw and a baby. yeah a life nipple <laughs> you just put a nipple on anything and you fucking suck on it. <laughs> Whoa, why? Why? Why, really go why, go, why go that way? <laughs> yeah. um, what are you... This is, this is something... Because, you know, I appreciate the fact that that spreading positivity is, is very important yeah. to you. And uh, what is something that you're extra happy or joyful about at the moment? It could be anything. It doesn't have to be work-related. Like, what's something that you kind of, you know, is, is your little happy, chewy joy center? Oh, man. Oh, how depressing it would be if it was just food. <laughs> but really. I like that your brain went to food before your child. <laughs> <laughs> well, he likes food too. You know, we yeah, share. It's, that's it's, like it's, the thing we, we get along with that way. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot in common. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, that's really hard. It can be food. I, I mean, yeah, food is always great. Um, you know, hugs. Hugs are great. Hugs are amazing. Yeah, you know, wife hugs and baby hugs. They make they make the day good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's def- that would be my go to one. I have to say, honestly, hugs are great. Do you do you just kind of have you been thrown up on a lot? Oh, I've had the works. Yeah, yeah. Thrown. <laughs> I've had, the uh, Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the supreme. The supreme. Um, uh, yeah. The the throw ups, the poops, the peas, the the snots, the the everything, and and then those things getting in weird places, getting like all over his hair. He has quite long hair. We haven't cut it, you know. So he's kind of got the Samson hair, and it's and it's it's covered in hummus and a lot of hummus right now. He loves yeah. he loves hummus. Guacamole and hummus is kind of his thing. Nice. So um, and so you are totally. Were you always immune to that, or did it happen quickly? Oh, um, what as far as being able to deal with it? Yeah. Oh no, I'm totally fine with it. I never. Yeah, I never got kind of. My, I think my wife was actually more um, kind of. It was bigger a bigger change from like finding all of that stuff kind of icky to being um, to being okay with it. I think I was okay with it. I mean, I've always been okay with it, but now I'm starting to get kind of bothered by it. So I'm always cleaning up. Right. You know, it's like wherever he goes, he's like, wipe this up. Why'd you leave that there? Why is there hummus on this? You told me I could shit anywhere I want. That's very strong language for a toddler. I never said I was consistent. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that I I imagine you, you can have very rigid ideas about this is the type of 
parent I'm going to be. Yeah. And then I, I imagine no matter what you think, it just gets all shattered to a million pieces and you just have to conform to whatever. The child is kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. I guess this I, is the experience. The, the, you know, I'm just, I'm desperately waiting for language to really kick in with him. Because right. I think when he can start talking, I think it's going to be so, I, I'm hoping it's going to be so much more fun. Right. That you can start you know, teaching him things and, and discussing stuff and saying, oh, you should really see this and look at that painting. Isn't that cool? Or like, look at this house. Isn't it amazing? And just like talk about stuff. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. He's two now? He's, uh, he's, he's just over one and a half. Oh, wow. So he's still got a ways to go. He's like, you know, another half a year or a year before we're, we're talking. Oh, man. I think. You, but I imagine it just, it just goes like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many of those can you do? <laughs> it goes just like... Yeah. yeah, I was thinking of that. I was, <laughs> I was looking at, uh, uh, I was just on the Tesla website, just like, oh, look at Teslas, you know, why not? Ooh, Let's yeah. look at Teslas. The and truck, then, the Tesla truck. That's there's a I Tesla want. truck, but then there's also some super snazzy sports car coming out. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I saw the thing, and I was like, put your deposit now. It comes out in 2020. I'm like, that's for it. Oh, that's not that far, actually. <laughs> that is not that far. Are you tempted? At all. I am a little tempted. Got one yet. You know, the only reason I didn't is because when I got my car, there was, uh, you know, the, the, the Teslas were, it's a lot of upgrades to get, like, <laughs> the battery package oh, yeah. that is better. To make and, it worth it. To, and yeah, so yeah. it's like, so then if you upgrade the battery package, then you can't just plug it into, you have to get, you have to get, like, a, you have to put in a special charging station. Yeah. But I'm sure you have that. If you have an ele- Do you have a gas or electrical, uh, I'm sure you have this, the, the right plug. Well, we don't park in the garages and here. That's uh, right. But, and, but I'm really, I'm just holding out that within the next couple of years, inductive charging mats. It, I can't, <laughs> there's no reason yeah. besides technology uh, <laughs> that we do not have inductive charging mats for cars yet. I but, always uh, thought like hot, hot switching batteries would be a fast way to get your, get your charges done. But I guess it, the batteries are a little huge. They're a little yeah, huge, yeah. Just you look slide inside, one yeah. out and stick another one in. It's the base of your car. <laughs> yeah, it'd be difficult to swap that out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still stressed all the time with my battery life. It's just because it's, it's, it's really random where sometimes I'll have it plugged in all night and, and, and then I'll like start driving around and be like, yeah. It's 30 miles left. <laughs> I'm so can't far just, from home. You can't just pull into a station. Yeah, then I have to look on an app and like go to like the zoo or uh, somewhere in Glendale. <laughs> to charge up. Yeah, and then there's always some asshole that just plugged in. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy for yeah. just being a guy who's in the same situation you are. In that are. situation, yeah, he is an asshole. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, then it's like, or, or sometimes you'll plug in and someone will come and it's like, how much longer you, you got? And oh, then, really? Yeah. Do they do that? Yeah, and then oh. I'll always lie and say, I got to drive to the west side, man. They go, I totally get it. Yeah, so wow. it's a weird culture. The uh, yeah, electric yeah, car yeah. plug-in people. So yeah, so just uh, just the 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 recharge efficiency. I think just needs we're just like a hair away yeah. from fast charging, and then once that happens, then yeah. I but I like you. I would be so stressed all the time that I was just gonna run out of charge. Yeah, somewhere. you just you plan your day differently. It's like if I. You know, I've been plugging. I figured out a way to plug in because I I, yeah. I park on the street outside of my house, and so but like I, so I have like a cord running over like uh, like from the top of my fence over to a, a yeah. phone pole, and I go down the phone <laughs> pole, and then I so I plug in like on on the street. But it, it's like if I can't get a, that spot, if it's already taken, then I have to like make sure I have to look at my day, my next day, and go, okay, got to be here then. So I'll go to that one in Glendale, then I'll walk and get coffee while it's charging. You kind of start to plan your day a bit differently. Bringing this back kind of full circle, have you guys ever watched the show Fully Charged? Online? No. God, it's great. You got to watch it. It's Crichton from Red Dwarf. Okay, Robert Llewellyn. 
He does this show, and it's all about what is the latest technology in electric cars or uh, micro power generation. It's all just kind of clean energy stuff, focusing a lot on the cars, but also on other things. And it's it's I'm in. it's amazing. It's a really good show, and it's like it's just online, so you can nice. get it on YouTube. I am totally. Like in. He's got a Patreon yeah. for it, and it's it's terrific. There's normally like two or th- you know, sometimes two episodes a week. What else are you watching that you like? Have you heard of um the the Game of the Thrones? Um, so the thrones are in some type of yeah, a match. It's a sport. It's another they, sports the, what show. What are the thrones playing? Is it, uh, uh, I, I guess watch that. But um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, uh, Halt and Catch Fire. I oh, fin- yeah, yeah. finally caught up with that. I sort of watched the first couple of seasons, then got too busy and finally caught up with the last couple of seasons of that. And I guess that's over now. That's, yeah, I think it does. is. But that was great. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, and Lee, and Lee, Pace, Lee Pace. is that uh-huh. the, He's fantastic as well. I really liked him. Uh, uh, is it Lee Pace? I think it is Lee Pace. Pace. Yeah, big tall dude. Another yeah, big yeah. tall dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got a type. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do. You like the big tall dudes. Yeah, I the big tall dudes. So, you know. Um, well, I. So when does by the time this goes up next week? Mute. When does mute? When does mute go? Friday. When does it go live? Twenty third. Twenty third. So that, so it's 23rd. up right now. So Mute is up right now. Yes, you should definitely watch it. It's uh, directed by Duncan, co-written by Duncan. You got a you got a Skarsgård in there, and uh, and a bunch and of amazing Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd and with a, a bunch mustache of, with a great mustache. Was it a real? Did he really grow? Yeah, he grew that. Holy shit! Yeah, he can do everything. He really can. <laughs> he legitimately can do everything, and he's also one of the funniest people in the like one on one is also and one nicest. of the funniest. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I know it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> No one should be that talented. That's not fair. And, and he, also, and he's a, 73 years old. It's, he looks great. <laughs> he looks fantastic. But, and also, he's a superhero, too. He got to be a superhero. He does everything. But Mute, uh, Duncan, thank you so much for coming back on. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming to my house. I'll show you some toys. I'm going to show you around. I'm going to show you some toys. Do you have a lot of toys at home? Uh, no, I don't. Do you keep it for your child? Nope. <laughs> the kid plays with hummus. Exactly. <laughs> what more do you need? Yeah. Keys, hummus. I, don't know why I expected yeah. that you would have like a, a collection of something or other. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not a collector. Gah. Yeah. But I admire those who are. Did we de- nice save? <laughs> did we determine that? Did we determine that you were going to call the Rockwell the Rockwell trilogy or um, the Bells? The, the be- three bells. The three bells. bells. The three bells. Three bells. And what's the next one called? What's the next movie called? I can't tell you that. What it if- has a great title. God it's- damn it! It starts with an M. <laughs> Moon <laughs> monkey. <laughs> Moon mute and Moon. monkey. <laughs> the kid named it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. The end. ID 10 T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest. And they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. 
Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.